weird. They didn't want to tell anyone yet because this object was too weird to be believed. It was in the wrong place. No. Weird. Australia.
94.5 FBI. Stu Buchanan with you. New Weird Australia. And there, over the last 10 minutes or so, we've been listening to a track called Dual Bludgers, which is taken from the brand new record from Pimmon. It's called The Onesome Orbit, released through Room 40 Records. To celebrate that particular release, but not only that release, uh, Pimmon has another release out through Stunned uh, called Lay Down Real Slow, beautiful three-track cassette release. Um, we thought it was high time that we had Pimmon in the studio, not only for a chat, but to play a live-to-air set. And uh, I'm very pleased to say that, well, tonight's the night, and we're going to cross right now to Pimmon playing live here on New Weird Australia. <laughs> Thank you. 
For the last uh, 25 minutes or so, we've been listening to a beautiful live-to-air set, playing live in the studio tonight, Paul Goff, otherwise known as Pimmon, celebrating the release of uh, not one, but perhaps even not two new releases from Pimmon, but particularly the Onesome Orbit uh, out on September the 30th through Room 40. And uh, Paul's uh, sticking around to uh, to have a chat with us uh, tonight. How are you doing, Paul? That was amazing. Oh, thank you. It was a bit messy, but <laughs> define never me- ask me how it is after I just do something. Define messy, though. What 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 to you makes well, for makes for mess? I guess the thing that was a little different tonight is is mixing through broadcast headphones and um, getting a perception of the sounds. And so at times those orbits I'm seeking didn't I was sort of hitting each other a little too hard. But yeah. Uh, it's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very very glad that um, you uh, managed to uh, finally, I guess, come in. Come in. We've been trying to guess get you in to play live on the show for quite a while because you know you have many other commitments in your life. One of which uh, being a uh, very popular show on ABC Radio National, yes. Quieter, which uh, which you record on a on a Thursday. Is that right? Uh, well, I kind of steal time throughout the week. To be honest. Mm. Um, it's it goes to air twice, so I actually don't repeat the program. I make two unique hours right. a week, uh, and that's just because there's so much great music, as you know, to yeah. be heard. So uh, I just basically sit down, nut it out, and then uh, so a lot of the time I actually might even mix it at home, the actual music component, and then just do the voice uh, when I'm at work and when I have a mm. spare moment. And do you find sometimes that you can uh, sort of almost do longer and longer stretches of sort of music segueing together and so on uh, in, in those uh, in those broadcasts as well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I love the opportunity to play a longer piece. I mean, in mm. some cases I'll just play a whole track for the hour, which mm. is pretty great. Yeah, right. I mean, it's actually 53 minutes and 58 seconds that you get. Um, the only time I felt really terrible, I really wanted to play this beautiful piece by Morton Feldman called for Samuel Beckett, but it ran about 58 minutes. And so <laughs> I actually I actually did a time stretch to get it to time because I couldn't be... Bo- I, I just didn't want to edit a bit out, which is probably sacrilegious, but I listened back and it sounded... It didn't sound like he was playing too quickly or anything. I'm sure neither him nor Samuel Beckett would actually find that at all. You're sacrilegious. I think they'd probably enjoy that. Um, so, well, look, you're, you're here because the Onesome Orbit uh, is landing uh, on Room 40 on September 30th. And uh, by some wonderful synchronicity, um, uh, that uh, release is... Uh, you can head now to Room 40, to room40.org, I think, isn't it? Uh, That's right, yeah. yeah. Um, where, which, um, which smacks of some kind of preordained... <laughs> it, it's... It was held up for some sort of crazy artistic reason, and uh, it, it just are. dropped into the you know sort of today. Lawrence said, mm. "Can you check this?" And hey, it's ready to go. And I said, "Well, that's kind of fortuitous." That's great because you can get up there and actually, um, there's uh, one of the tracks there from the album. I think uh, uh, "Passing Never to Be Held," the first track is is there. You can actually listen to that now uh, over there. Um, but um, so tell us the background to this release because in in some of the uh, supporting uh, words that you've uh, you've written for for the room 40 site um it talks at length about uh, russell holman the uh, the american uh, science fiction writer uh, and particularly the book um ridley walker um who and and with that you have this i mean you, you can tell the story better, better than i can um but um tell us about how that influenced uh, the title and the release itself i guess it's funny because i guess when i'm working uh making my tracks i don't 
I, I don't actually sit down and think, well, this is going to be about this or that. And I'm certainly not academic in my approach. But it's often when that final compilation or compiling of the tracks that you want to have as a release and they kind of weave a story or they, they, they speak in the order in which they must occur and how they, yeah, the, the overall flow. And the overall flow that I got from this was it was a lot more spacious than some of my other releases. And I actually actually, I actually had two Russell Hobart books that came to mind. I really love his work. He's a very quirky writer. Um, the first one is from a book called Ridley Walker, which is written in a post-apocalyptic England by a 12-year-old boy in a pidgin English. And he re- refers to this line quite often as being lone and lorn and onesome. And uh, the other image from one of his books is a book called Fremda, which is quite bizarre. It's sort of in the future where ships can sort of flash jump between Mm. point A and B. And a ship goes to jump, and when it arrives, the ship isn't there anymore, and there's just this dude tumbling in overalls through space. And miraculously, he's alive, and it just gets more and more bizarre from there. (laughs) And in some ways, I feel that that sense of... I imagine when I listen to my music sometimes or when I was listening to the music on this that I was that guy tumbling through the grandness of space Mm. that all these little snippets of sound I play with end up sounding like these gigantic other places and here am I this little being tumbling endlessly through the loops and the repetition of it all and uh, this, yeah, sense of of, um, tininess to, Mm. to the largeness. So it's... You know, that's just my feelings on it. And, and it, and as I said, I always feel it sounds really dumb when I say it. It also conjures up that sense of, 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 an, of an aloneness. And I think sometimes in my music there is a real deep melancholy. Mm. And I don't think it's, once again, a deliberate thing, but it sort of ends up coming through in that way. Mm. So for me, there was this sense of, of that, that orbiting around and sort of, yeah... Mm. Hard, hard to put uh, into actual words, but I think you can kind of get the drift of what I'm saying. Well, what's interesting, I think, from the from the Ridley Walker story, um, and and this might be sort of stretching, but I know because it's sort of a conversation that, that we've had in the past, um, which is this idea of uh, you know this uh, in, in the story of Ridley Walker with a kid who's sort of talking about uh, a past uh, that he's that he's sort of unaware of or, or referring to things that he that he's unaware of, and this sort of not so much a nostalgia, but a, but a, a kind of a look back at a at a at a past that that the individual hasn't lived. So a sort of nostalgia for for a life that you haven't actually been part of, mm. um, and that actually is quite uh, you know is, is quite an interesting parallel for a lot of that sort of um, you know for one of a better word kind of. Um, Kind of washed out, dreamy, kind of hypnagogic stuff uh, that's sort of you know that's uh, uh, prevalent, I guess, in a particular scene at the moment, where it's a nostalgia for a past that those particular artists haven't necessarily lived through and haven't haven't necessarily been part of, um, you know. And and I guess an, another element of that is is that sort of the sense of a kind of future past. You know, what did the future look like in the past and so mm, on? So, mm. uh, and I can hear that from from some of the material, both on the Onsa Morba and and through Lay Down Real Slow. That sense of kind of dreamy nostalgia isn't the right word, and I'm hoping that you can maybe find another one for me. But it's that, you know. Uh, well, I guess as I said, in in, in uh, it, it's a sort of a forlornness. It's mm. it's this, um, 
you know, even some of the titles have this kind of sort of double meaning, holding never to be passed. It's that sense of something that slipped through your fingers and, mm-hmm. and, and, and you're sort of circling around and you can see it much mm-hmm. like space junk will never intersect with each other. It's that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really reflects down to the way I make my music with these small loops of sound mm-hmm. and the layering of them. And, and as you listen to them, they start to, you know, one sound will, you know, sort of combined it's like alchemy you're sort of combining these different elements and suddenly it it opens the door to this seemingly you know different space and and that's the thing that i kind of find quite amazing and it's in those moments suddenly it's this stream of imagery starts running Mm. through your mind and you know perhaps that displays that i'm a rather troubled being I don't know, but, <laughs> but, but i guess that's where i don't go necessarily looking to attach meaning mm. and and perhaps in some ways you know quite quite frankly i'd be happy to just release this and say this is it yeah yeah but yeah. you know in the interest of actually pushing a product you you need to have some kind of <laughs> you know attachment to it so if you release something and call it the Onesome Orbit, the people are going to go, what the hell's that mean? They don't even know what the word Onesome is. Yeah. So I guess you have to attach something to it. Mm, and sure. so, yeah, I, I, f- I feel slightly uncomfortable in doing it. Not that it, as I said, it's, it's not that it's anything really, ooh, terrible, here comes Pim and Skeletons. Mm. But it's just... Um, but I think it's a fair. I, I think it's fair because you know you you. I kind of feel that you have an opportunity when it comes to uh, both individual track titles and album titles and artwork um, to actually kind of express uh, a sort of parallel kind of uh, not not a parallel sense of creativity, but a sort of parallel story. Because you're right, the the making of a record, and this will be true, I guess, for many artists, can take place. Sometimes it takes place over a short period of time, but invariably it will take place over six months or more. Um, and yes, they might have some particular kind of idea in their head, but it's pulling from a lot of disparate places. And it's only when someone says, we need the record, what's mm-hmm. the title, what's on the cover, that that pulls together. But there's an opportunity to say, well, they don't necessarily have to um, be directly connected the music isn't necessarily about this but i've got an opportunity to 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 talk about things that i'm interested in so we're we're actually having a conversation about a writer that um that i hadn't i hadn't heard of until yeah, I, until his I came stuff's pretty this. amazing so, it, it's and know. in fact i've actually referenced a lot of my titles mm. to some of his other works my very first cd was called waves and particles and that's in the opening chapter of one of his other books right, right. um i like to reference uh past works I mean the the title of Lay Down Real Slow is the closing line of one of my favourite songs by a group called Grenadine who was a super group from the US featuring a female artist by the name of Jenny Toomey who was in a band called Tsunami so this is more pop kind of stuff Mm. and Mark Robinson ran the Teen Beat label and was in a band called Unrest and together they formed this group called Grenadine there's this gorgeous song called Don't Forget the Halo and the last line just says Lay Down Real Slow Mm. and Mm. as they're sort of falling back into the snow I guess um, so I like to those little sort mm. of, you know, eclectic sort of pinpoints that I guess most people won't kind of even get. Yeah. But to me, it's like a little homage to the things yeah. that I love. And it's the same. I mean, we've been through the same process with New Year Australia from some of the previous titles that we've used and so on, whether it's picking track titles or, or lyrics from other artists and so on that, that somehow reference or, as you say, homage uh, yeah. and some of that other stuff. Um, you mentioned there, uh, Lay Down Real Slow as well, which is uh, another uh, release that's coming out uh, sort of synchronous with the Onesome Orbit uh, through the Stunned uh, label, cassette label in the US. Tell us about that particular uh, collection. There's three tracks on there, three quite long tracks on there. Uh, Stunned is a wonderful, now defunct label right, out okay. of the US. This is their, their closing the batch of releases. 
Uh, in a three-year period, they released over 136 uh, wow. ca- mainly cassettes, but CDRs. And uh, the link is that uh, Phil French was in a fantastic band called Magic Lanterns, which spawned the likes of Son of Ra. Mm. Uh, it spawned, uh, I'm pretty sure the guy Alex uh, Gray, who's in Deep Magic, had affiliations with that. So there was this very creative hub in LA, uh, and they decided to move to Portland, and that's where Stunned kind of really kicked up a notch. And I, I got in from about um, edition number 15 in the catalogue and bought every batch, even the batches I released, <laughs> because I'd had to, I've had two releases with them. But right. I just wanted to support them because they're incredibly uh, gifted as curators, right. uh, uh, Piment aside, uh, but, but the artwork and the love that goes into right. these releases is incredible. It's all hand-drawn, all, just really beautiful. And so there's an overall aesthetic. I mean, as far as uh, the sound of that label, it, it's really wildly variant. You can mm. get like full-on psych wig outs, uh, sort of more minimal tones and what have you. Uh, so I had already released a cassette with the label. Um, I'd been following it for a long time and supporting it. And um, Was that uh, the Steers and Smashers scene? Yeah, yeah, and they kind of said, would you be interested? And I, because I played their music on the radio, I felt a little torn because I didn't want it to be some kind of oh we're going to let you have a have a, a release because you're really supportive and playing mm. our stuff and that so I made it really clear I only want you to release it if you really like it and I I think that uh, I you know I trusted uh, their judgment and I don't think they wanted to sully <laughs> the good name of Stunned with something they didn't like um, so I actually met them in Portland and we talked about a release and I knew that they really had a thing for treated piano works so I kind of said to Phil and Misty that run the label, look, I really I have something special for you, and I worked on it specifically for uh, for that reason. And uh, it was kind of ready when I went to meet them, but I, I, for some reason I didn't give it to them then. And then the next thing I heard, their label was closing, and I thought, oh no, I hope I'm still going to have time. And they're they're quite um, they're not really the greatest at answering emails or or, or sort of doing stuff online, <laughs> so. Um, I kind of persevered and eventually they said, look, yeah, send it across. And so they loved it. So it's, yeah, just dropped. I actually, it arrived this week. And the thing I loved about them, the the care that they went to sending me my artist copies, they would send this giant box. You'd think a microwave had arrived at your house. And inside it were all these little like um, packets of foam. And and this time it was old couscous boxes, empty couscous boxes, (laughs) protecting three beautiful antique cassette cases full of the release like just <laughs> yeah. a special touch you yeah know? yeah so yeah the release is basically treated piano works it's uh you know probably a, a, akin to the the room 40 release uh maybe a little more languid perhaps uh one song or one track is, is a whole side of the cassette mm-hmm. sort of like 18 minutes long and it's quite quite minimal in a way um so that that's where it sort of came from it was really you know, I had these pieces I'd been thinking about, and it was done specifically for Stunned, uh, and specifically for the fact they liked the piano kind of stuff. So, well, look, let's um, let's let's take a track from it now, um, and uh, we'll chat again in uh, in ten and a half. Are minutes you going to play the whole thing, <laughs> Stuart? I really want to. What are to. you doing? I to really these want people? to. <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is the opening track from Lay Down Real Slow. Uh, it's called Block Cipher. We'll be back chatting with uh, Paul again in in uh, ten minutes time. <laughs>
listening to a track called. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, yeah. What's happening? Listening to a track called "Block Cipher" from the man who was snoring uh, at, at, at his own music. Um, that's uh, Pimmin and "Lay Down Real Slow" is the cassette release on stand the track that "Block Cipher" were joined. That's what I did. I did lay down real slow onto the FBI carpet, and I can tell you, never do that again. Well, it's ten to eleven at night. You know, I mean, unless you're, uh, you know, well, you may well be going just starting your night at ten to eleven. But for for many others, that'll be a nice, uh, nice way to. You know, ease yourselves into the rest of the evening. Um, now uh, that uh, that cassette is out now, uh, as is the Onesome Orbits, uh, or sorry, Onesome Orbit out on September thirtieth through Room Forty. You got some other stuff coming up, uh, though, Paul. Uh, particularly a collaboration with Fabio Orsi early next year. Yes, that's an interesting one because uh, Fabio Orsi is an artist from Italy. He this year released uh, on Preservation. Uh, in fact, I think he's had a couple of things through preservation. And he got in touch. He's also worked with Seaworthy. They did a release from oh, that's uh, right. uh, yeah, yeah. Low Point out of the UK. And he said, oh, we should collaborate. And I said, sure. So I sent him some tracks. And this has happened on another occasion where the person writes straight back and says, no, nah, how about you work on this instead? So it's almost like they're saying, your stuff's really bad. So he gave me these four tracks. And I just sat there and thought, what do I do with this? They're Like, they're beautiful. They sound really great. They're really self-contained and so I didn't do anything with them for over like two years and Fabio kept saying how how is our work progressing <laughs> and uh, I finally it's went very away conceptual, Fabio. very conceptual very conceptual I went away down I was in Western Australia with a glass of wine in hand and sat down and finally the door unlocked and I did something I haven't really done before which is to attempt through using my methodology to harmonise with something and not sound out of oh. tune mm. and uh, I think it kind of came together and and so we called the work procrastination based on my inability to decide what to do and uh, that's coming out on vinyl on a fantastic label uk slash japan label called home normal and that looks like that'll come out now in uh, february or march great cool which is exciting so um well ahead of that and and much more uh much more presently, uh, we've got the opportunity to see you uh, playing live uh, Sunday week at the PSH Gallery in Roselle. Uh, that's 118 Terry Street with Jeremy Tatar and Oscillateur. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be a lot of fun. And there's apparently a discussion at the end of it, which probably I won't look forward to so much, but <laughs> certainly the performance will be great. And uh, I'm really happy to be playing in the Inner West. And you can of. go along and see Paul being nervous yeah. uh, afterwards. It's an afternoon show, I think. It uh, is. Two, two through five, that's Sunday the 25th, uh, which is great. Now, uh, I recommend if you uh, want to find out more or keep up to date with uh, Paul's activities, Facebook's a pretty good uh, option. Your, yeah, your that's page on Facebook really is probably hard. the one that's most updated yep. uh, a whole bunch of stuff on there there's some uh, nice new video work to a company that owns some Orbit as well but also there's a whole bunch of other uh, releases and reissues and so on that are going to be um, in the uh, in the Orbit as it were uh, in the coming period so you can uh, check up on that and also I guess you'll be talking about your uh, upcoming UK tour which, yes. is, which well, is very interesting this and, is and exciting. Uh, very exciting yes I've decided to uh, uh, go overseas next year and play and uh, so far lined up five uh, shows in the UK and teaming up with Fabio uh, who I just mentioned that I've collaborated with and we're going to be playing through Italy and uh, add a dash of uh, Oslo, a dash of Portugal, and wow. um, it'll be a lot of fun. So I haven't played in Europe for 10 years. So. Right. Well, you make me very envious so. and very homesick as well. Yes. I hope you get to Glasgow. Well, I'm trying to do something. I, I was actually looking at Edinburgh, but I haven't I haven't heard back yet. So mm. anyway, I, hear, we'll I, hear there's a, I hear there's an 
excellent. What's better? Well, I hear well. You see, Glasgow and Edinburgh. Just well, I've got thirty seconds. Glasgow and Edinburgh do, do have that um, Sydney Melbourne vibe, which is ah, that okay. Edinburgh is Sydney. Where Good. are the pastels from? Glasgow. <laughs> Glasgow. That's where I've got to go then. Yeah, see, Glasgow's got that because it has the has the grit and the authenticity <laughs> and the hardness, but a great noise scene apparently. So I think oh. uh, I think you'll fit in beautifully. Thanks so much for coming in oh, and, for and talking and playing live on the show. Um, delightful uh, to, to have you in. As we said, on some orbit. Follow on Facebook for more info. Let's leave with another track from On Some Orbits um, called, well, one to fit in the time we have left, I think. I bet it's Yiko. It is. Hey. How did you know?
Sounds may be perceived as color, or color as odor. I, I knew that the boys smoked pot, and they, they equally knew that I disapproved. Yes, I was free above the planet Earth, so it was rotating majestically below me. New Year in Australia. <laughs>